So I'm Carissa, one of your co-hosts for the Melomaniac Podcast. I want to tell you a little bit about myself, but just keep in mind, if you see me in the streets, you don't know me. I am a bomb-ass wife and mom of two from Cali. I'm hella black and hella proud, so it only makes sense that I am a graduate of Howard University. Professionally, I execute events for the black community. And I credit my parents for influencing me to become a music lover and student. Not only did they play all genres of music 24 seven during my childhood, my father is a jazz musician and high school music teacher. This man literally raised me in his classroom and took me to his master level ethnomusicology classes as a child, which is the study of music in different cultures. Anyways, I don't want to get too deep for the intro. Some say I'm funny, and I always have some shit to say, especially if it's about Black history, culture, and love. So now that you know me, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Fawn. Peace, y'all. This is Fawn. I am a proud Washingtonian, D.C. for those less familiar. I'm what some like to call a Jill of all trades. By day, I serve as a legal advocate for criminally committed individuals, And when I'm not doing that, I'm literally doing everything else. I'm a real live superhero, no cap. I too am a graduate of the real HU, the incomparable Howard University, where I actually first embarked on my career as a music journalist and professional dancer. I'm really excited to share my passion with you guys. Music is my life. And I hope that through all the sass and shit talk, there'll be plenty of both that you fall in love with the core of music again, or at least learn something. So before we get into this week's episode, we wanted to give a huge shout out to District Motherhood. That is how Fawn and I met and discovered that we're actually musical spirit animals. So thank you, Nikki and Simona, for bringing us together and other Black millennial moms like us out there in D.C. We appreciate y'all. Now, I want to kick off our um, pilot series, which is pretty much about art imitating life and music as a form of protest. As we know right now, we are in dire times and history often repeats itself. And in that same vein, um, it's becoming apparent that we're no longer relying on the Marvin Gaye, what's going on, or the public enemies, or the NWAs that this new generation of musicians are now creating the soundtrack to what's going on current in current times. And we're going to spend the next two or three episodes really diving into these songs, these lyrics, the feel, the controversy. And, you know, that's what we do. We're just going to talk shit. And it's also going to be educational. It's also going to be uplifting. And it's also going to make you think. Yes, so we're going to start with J. Cole's Snow in the Bluff. So the clip that I took out of that because it resonates with me is when he goes off and he's talking about she's mad at these characters, she's mad at these capitalists, the murder police, and her own Black men, the ignorance that they portray, um, and she called out celebrities. And so what I appreciated about what this track did is that although he was very defensive, he responded. 
And he was very transparent in that he's not above being criticized. He didn't like how she came about it. He didn't like the delivery because he also made assumptions about her. But I think that it was needed. The, um, so as Fawn and I kind of um, touched on this being the first, one of the first songs that we wanted to cover, we saw that there were probably like three themes that we felt were strongest that we could pull from and um, talk more to. So one of those points is um, this song definitely brings out the topic of the divisiveness between Black men and women. Also touches on how the artists can use their voice and influence as an activist, but then also um, touching on the freedom of speech. So we're going to dive into this. You ready, Fawn? I am. And I'm just so glad we are having this conversation because... The sidebar surrounding this song, I just didn't think it was gonna gonna have such an impact. People really in their feelings. Really, I was like, okay, <laughs> for real, like, okay, so he can't respond. I mean, and 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 what I will say, and you touched on this, um, him responding. I appreciate his response, and as a black woman, as a critical black woman, um, I understand, you know what it's like to feel like, you know, men aren't holding up, aren't pulling their weight, aren't, you know, especially during this time. However, I don't want to take away from him his ability to emote. And we want, you know, we want Black men to emote. We want them to be honest. We want them to be vulnerable. And I think this song was that. I feel like he could have, wanting him to address it the way you want him to address it isn't real. And you want people to be real. And that's what he was. So, he addressed it in a way of, you know, I thought about it and I took some time to be introspective. And at the same time, the human in me, the man in me is defensive. And when people are defensive, they may say some things that might ruffle some feathers. And he did that. But that was honest. You know what I mean? That was an honest emotion. It's like he recorded it without thinking. And I appreciate that because every time you accept criticism, it's not always accepted welcomely. And you can tell that Maybe he didn't accept it welcomely at first, and he made note of that in the song. But at the end of the day, he accepted it. Yeah, and I think I think for him, too, what came out of this song is that it's very interesting because with Cole, there's this expectation because of his discography and it how the majority of it, I feel like he has tried to touch on the Black plight in our community, Correct. what's going on, and, you know, what's, what some of the roots are with it. But if you really think about it, it's like, okay, yes, you look at Cole, you would expect him to say something because that's just how he's put out his artistry, right? But is anybody talking to the Drakes of the world that don't acknowledge, don't touch on it? Not saying that they're not doing anything behind the scenes, but what they're putting out on their platforms publicly, why not call out those artists? That was something that I also thought about too. I don't think he's above being criticized either. And he also said like, Okay, you look at my degree. Correct. Maybe Correct. I've come out before, but like I'm not. I don't know who I am through and through with everything exactly. going on in the movement. I'm exactly. working on that. Thanks for calling me out and trying to keep me accountable. It's something that I have to think about. And I also think that it's very important that maybe in this moment he's a father now. All right. Yeah. So he has to play a, a little a little bit different of a game. Everything before was already on trial, you know, when you put yourself in a public platform like this. But now you have a family. So there's also a human side to like, okay, 
I have to be more selective with my words and how I go about, you right. know, talking about current events and things like that. Maybe right. his focus has been on, you know, the the health and the well-being and the the happiness of his family that, you know, he's not, he actually was on the streets. So it's like, exactly. And that's, that's the point, you know, I, I think about, you know, what, what is good enough, you know, and we get into this with artists and individuals in general, you know, you've seen the memes going around about, you know, people being activists in different ways. And I don't know if I feel like it's fair to assume that because an artist has a platform that using that platform will somehow revolutionize the struggle. You know what I mean? And that that in turn is better than actually being on the ground because there was the commentary surrounding the song that, yeah, he's marching and yeah, he's in the streets, but he has this huge following and this huge platform and he needs to be using it to say something. At what point has, has the artistry become more important than the action? Exactly. Exactly. And I think when you're, especially when you're a black person of power and you have some influence, oftentimes, and you see this with Jay-Z and Beyonce, things behind the scenes, that he was doing things to empower our community. And and every every one of these shootings over the last, I would say, what, five or six years that we've been dealing with in, in in a really real, raw way, this, this gunning down of black men, in every instance, Jay-Z has contributed to the well-being of those deceased and their families, whether people knew it up front or not, whether he made it a, a political move, whether he made a song about it or not. He has been active and he gets criticized for that as well. It's like, yeah. you know, why isn't he doing this? What no, nothing, nothing could ever be enough. And that's fine. But give people the benefit of the doubt and give them the opportunity to be an activist in their own way, artists or not. Yeah. And I want to go back and touch on the divisiveness part, because I feel like how we both were like, how did this become a thing? How did this men against women? I think there's a larger discussion to be had on how that divisiveness actually stems from things that have happened generationally to our community. The separation of Black men and women during slavery, afterward with Jim Crow laws, which led to the dismantling of activist groups and promotion of feminism, the war on drugs, welfare and social service systems. Like there's so many systemic social inequalities and injustices that cause us to not be unified. Correct. According to, you know, no name, she wasn't necessarily calling out poll in particular. Um, you know, there are the Kendricks of the world who people feel like have been, you know, fairly silent throughout all of this and everything. But whether she was, I mean, she made it generalized. So it's 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 fair for Cole to internalize it if he feels like he's not doing enough or as a black artist who hasn't been vocal. So it's fine for him to internalize it, I felt like, because if you weren't directing it at anyone, then it can be directed at anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, but a hurt dog will holler. Exactly. So it's like to do that is fine. It's it's a call to action. And I don't I don't I just don't think that I appreciate the negative connotation to his response, because in in protecting black women and what that means, it doesn't then silence black men. You know, it's not that the only way to protect black women is not to challenge them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I that's, not, and that's not fair. You know what I mean? It's, it's not fair for him to 
not express his true emotions for the sake of not offending black women because that's not that's not how we get anywhere. And I, I respect him in that even in, in even in the criticism that surrounded, you know, his song, he even said, you know, I'm I stand by my words, but y'all I said what that, I said. And you go follow that sister's movement though. You know what I mean? To me, right. that was him not doing the very opposite of what people felt. That was that was anti-divisive. You know what I mean? Yeah. He uplifted her in Correct. that moment where people maybe Correct. would have thought that they would have kept going at it. And instead, she her response was 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 not the same because you know there was a whole another song afterwards. And I just I just I, it, it's it's disheartening, especially during this time where we more than ever. And um, and it, it just it just spirals down. You know, you look at the think pieces, you look at the Twitter and the Facebook posts of women being outraged and men, you know, calling him, um, you know. A misogynist and it's just you know we're getting further and further away from where we need to be and I feel like it's important to use these moments as teachable moments and not as further opportunities to break the bond between black men and women I agree I think for me my expectation from this is that maybe this allows Cole to be more retrospective and figure out how else he can show up in this in this time um, because he does have that platform. I also appreciated the fact that he said that he stands by what he said <laughs> and that, you know, also that people have placed him as this role model and he doesn't necessarily feel that he's that like that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of pressure. That's a heavy burden to hold. So, I mean, I understand that part as well. And I think that um, her response, I appreciate the fact that she not she's brought up black women that have also been victims of police brutality and systemic systemic um, racial issues. So she kind of was like, okay, yeah, I'm a I'm a response to the fact that you made that song about me. But at the end of the day, like this is what's important. Right. And I feel like that's the energy we need to keep is what is important. Exactly. And how can we talk? How can we have these conversations and this uh, movement together? How can we move as one? And I think that goes into the next song. Yes, I was going to say that's a perfect segue into why I also wanted to discuss the um, Wally put out a new EP uh, last this past Friday and. I just really wanted to dive into this song and um, in comparison to the Cole song, not really in comparison, but to see two sides of the coin because Wale is notoriously, you know, um, judged and critiqued for his opinions and, you know, his views on women and all kinds of things. And so it was really refreshing to um, hear the song. The song we're going to dive into is the June 5th uh, Queens and Gods track. And it's, it's his take on women is, I guess, what more women would like to hear. But again, people are people and everyone has a different perspective and everybody internalizes things differently. So I'm going to jump into my favorite part of the track or the part I want to highlight the most um, is when he says, you're a queen. I'm a god. I don't have you, but I know that you're mine. Okay, so listen. <laughs> listen. That is what it's about. 
that is that is protect black women. That is what that means. That is whether you're my girl, whether you're my sister, whether you're my relative, I got you. Yes. I got you. Yes. And at the same time, he acknowledges within the verse, he acknowledges that, you know, I I do a lot of things and here you are on the front line. Here you are on the front line marching, protecting. Here you are realizing when I need a break, realizing when it's heavy. And I may not always show you appreciation, but I appreciate you and I need your guidance, which is what I think people wanted Cole to say. I agree. And I think what also resonated with me, first of all, production wise, I love Queens and Gods way more um, sonically. But I think the biggest thing that I appreciate is actually when he talked, closing out the song, when he said that this song is specific to my black women. This is not for women (laughs) of color. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused because not all of you are experiencing what what black women are experiencing right now because they're either a relative to a black man, a friend of a black man. There, there's a connection that is just undeniable. So Correct. this song is for them. This is to acknowledge and recognize their what is the, their their royalty, their just their resilience, yes. their power, and all. And the effect it has you. on the black men that you know we can't try as we might, <laughs> and you know much love to all the interracial couples. But what we need right now can be found in the black woman. Say that song, say that. Listen, what we need right now can only be found in the black woman. And it's not to say that you can't love your husband who might not be black or you can't love your wife who may not be black. But the reality is what, what, he, what he is saying very clearly, and I love him for it, is what I need right now to, to get my mind right, to be uplifted, to be held accountable I can only find in a black woman yep and it's unfortunate that the burden oftentimes falls on the black woman and this I feel like this is him paying respect to acknowledging exactly that that there's a unique and divine relationship between black men and women but you cannot you cannot ignore or deny our highness like we just we're it, we're we're built different. We're different. Yes, this could have been an opportunity to critique, as you know, like the way people felt like Cole was critiquing black women in their tone, mm-hmm. and Wale, in and you know, on an opposite note, Wale just pretty much exalted black women, and he understands and he thanks them and he's supportive, and he hasn't always been that way. So again, it's about giving an artist, you know, humanizing them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? While has had his run-ins with women and, you know, dark-skinned women this. And, you know, I mean, we've had these issues, but allow them to grow. So I love the growth. You know what I mean? I love his I love his transparency that he 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 often talks about how he is not the best partner. <laughs> and how he has not always know how to appreciate these women that he's had in his life. However, being seen. And that's what we want more than anything as Black women to be seen, to be recognized because we're so overlooked. What's that Malcolm X quote? The most disrespected, neglected. <laughs> the black woman. The black woman. And so, and so I just I love this track so much. The whole project is great, but I really wanted to get into this track, especially as a juxtaposed to the backlash that Cole's been getting. I don't know that I hear 
too many women speaking up. So it's another thing. I'm sorry. I'm about to go off on a tangent, but that's another thing. <laughs> I think that, you know, we spend some time critiquing the things we don't like about black men, or I guess the same could be said of, you know, men and black women, but as much energy as we gave to how we didn't like Cole's tone, why didn't we give that same energy about to, to Wale about how much we loved his tone? You know what I mean? Right. And how we like, appreciated that he exactly, gets it. Exactly. And so it's like, that's how we get into, you know, to Cole's point. It's the defensiveness of when I hear you talk about me, all I hear is this negative, you know what I mean? Connotation mm-hmm. of what I'm not doing versus let's talk about what somebody is doing. Let's talk about this black man who just made this song in protest of how black women are treated, in protest of how black men are treated, in protest to how black lives matter in together in conjunction with one another and separately. Let's uplift that and not let's not just focus on what we don't like, but let's also pay respect to something that we do. I agree. And I just want to also go back and touch on June 5th um, a little bit. Oh, yeah. How we both Uh, felt about that song that part of the song I think for me the biggest thing I took away was that we are the culture like black people are seen as entertainment and this stems back you know hundreds of years (laughs) where we've been used for things like picnics and hit a nigger those those like type of things so I mean it's only become different like you look at sport combine tryouts like what is that (laughs) What is that? You know, so they see us as sources of entertainment, physical beings, not our intellect, not our humanity, not and they were denied and we're denied respect. So it's like, okay, we brought so much to this country, but that's what you limit us to, or that's what you want us to be limited to. Right. And everybody wants to be black, but what have you contributed? What have you done? Because if you look at the nation's history, it's whitewashed. Black contributions are are oftentimes diminished or erased so it's like okay so you want to be black you don't want to be black you want us to shut up and dribble like what what, yeah we we we're tired we're tired like that's why we're here that's why we're protesting it's been what three weeks of protesting crazy and i love it i love the we ain't ever been perfect but this family is ours your america tuck your shirt and your devil is showing your devil is showing your devil is showing he said, look, <laughs> it's not us right now. All right. It's yeah. not, we're not the work there. There's problems, right? We know that. But right yeah, but now yeah. it's a bigger problem that y'all Correct. need to help us fix because mm-mm. it's not us. It's not us. And I also no, appreciate it. I'm sorry, Fana. No, go. I was going to say, I also appreciated how he spoke about himself. And, and that's what Cole did. It was like, okay, this is how I'm feeling in this moment. Like he said, that right. he didn't have no energy to do nothing. Like he's mad that he's trying to do something on the phone with his daughter. But then at the same time, this clip of George Floyd is, you know, it's a, like black death is so sensationalized. It's sickening. Yeah. Why? Why the same? Why is it so accessible to see this? Like that's another thing that is mind-blowing to me like that's so traumatic it's so traumatic it's not healthy granted we need to know but it is like oh it's exploited to the point it's exploited you know what i mean and it's unfortunate there's somebody trying to trademark um i can't breathe uh, somewhere in the world because you know he has no heart and conscience but whatever we're not gonna go into that But yeah, no, I, I mean, this, like, I, yeah, you're right. You know, he, I love the introspection. Um, 
just like Cole, he touched on the fact that, you know, if I don't, you know, people have often had something to say about my music and my delivery and what they think about me. And, but if I don't say something, you know what I mean? About this, if I don't say what they want me to say, my melanin gone, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, you know, I don't care about black people or black women or black, you know, the plight and, you know, it's, I, I love I love to see it. You know, you love to see the transparency from black men, whether you like it or not. You love to see them being honest as much as we talk about sensationalizing hip hop and, you know, talking about one thing. You know, in this moment, this transparency, this rawness, I'm here for it. I am, too. And I'm from both artists because I exactly. feel like we have to give black men the space to say what they want to say the same exactly. way we want black women to have that space. Correct. And you may agree or disagree with it, but you have to respect that they're, that someone feels a way, whatever that way is. So, and they're not afraid to say how they feel. Because it's a lot of people silent because mm -hmm. they're afraid to say how they really feel. And those are the ones you need to be worried about. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I guess, Fawn, maybe we just end this um episode with like any final thoughts that we had to close out and then we give people a little bit of taste of what we're going to talk about for the next episode no i mean i think we've said it all i i love this discussion and i'm glad that we're going to be continuing it because it's so real it's so relevant right now music is everything music is everything to me music is everything to culture music is everything to life it's literally the soundtrack to life and this is just this is just one aspect that we're going to be focusing on, but it's an important one. It's a real one. It's a necessary one. And I'm just glad to see, like I said in the beginning, that we have a new wave, a new generation of artists that are taking the range. You know, we no longer have to rely on the Marvins and the, you know, public enemies. Like we have, you know, our generation is, you know, we're ready. You know, we are not our ancestors, but we are ready. You know what I mean? Like they, and, and we use any weapon necessary. And music is definitely one of the most potent as far as I'm concerned. And to uh, further that point, where do you think censorship came from? Because music as a form of protest became so uh, uncomfortable and inconvenient for white America that they had to start censoring us in many ways, of course. But um, you also talked about we have a new generation. So for the next episode, we will be touching on Anderson Pop's uh, song, Lockdown, and her, uh, I Can't Breathe. Yes, yes. So, and the visuals that go along with those. So I'm really excited because yes. Carissa and I talked about how where, where, where the hell are all the videos? I mean, I get it. You know, everybody has a short attention span now, but Videos matter. Fine, you're giving them too much. You're giving them too much. They got to tune in for the next one. Stop. So, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to be touching on a little bit. We're still going to be, we're still keeping up with our um, Art Imitates Life music and as a form of protest series. Um, so, as Carissa said, next week we'll be touching on her and Anderson Pack's new contributions to the movement. And we look forward to seeing you guys then. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Mellow Maniac podcast. We'll be talking our shit very soon. Peace.